What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. Hope you guys are having a great and lovely day. Today is Tuesday, September the 5th. And man, NFL is back in two days. Cannot wait. And speaking of NFL, bringing to you today NFL uh, division predictions, part two, where I talk about the AFC. We all know the AFC is super loaded. So I'm going to try to go through it. Uh, I'm not going to be long on each division. And, um, Talk about each team, what I expect, what I think is going to happen. And um, I know the first game is Thursday with the Chiefs uh, and the Lions. So what I'll do is my bring my NFL picks back. I'll go ahead and pick the NFL the Chiefs versus Lions. And then uh, Friday, I'm going to drop an episode where it's going to be back normal, where I cover all sports. And then when I get to the section of the NFL – I will give you my predictions on who I think is going to win uh, NFL MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, et cetera. Uh, and then I'll give you who I think is going to make it to the championship games and then who I think is going to make it to the Super Bowl and, and you know, all the rest of the fun stuff. So that'll be Friday, uh, but there will be a game played. So I will make that prediction and uh, I'll make my other predictions after that game and We'll tackle the NFL. Also, we'll tackle the Major League Baseball. And for all my MLB fans, man, what a race it has been between the Seattle Mariners, the Houston Astros, and the Texas Rangers. Can't wait to talk about that race. Talk about my Braves, of course. And we're winding down to the playoff time. So I'll give you the playoff picture and what I think is going to happen and what I think is going to unfold. But as for today, and we may get some NBA uh, talk as well. But as for today, NFL Division Part 2. AFC, um, and then I'll give you my prediction for who I think is going to win Chiefs and Lions. Be right back after this short break. Let's get it. Let's jump right into the AFC South. Decided that I would start with the AFC South first, considering that it's probably the one of the weaker divisions in the AFC. Probably the weakest division in the AFC. So let's jump to the South. Let's start off with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, in comes the Anthony Richardson era. You guys know how I feel about AR-15, man. I was really wanting the Panthers to get either him or Stroud before Bryce Young because the thing I don't want to do is look back years from now and that guy's a top five quarterback playing well and be like, dang, what if? But that's old news. We drafted Bryce Young, got to roll with who we drafted. But I'm excited to see what Anthony Richardson can do. Um, they have the Jonathan Taylor stuff still floating in the air. Uh, we know that he's on the pup list, physically unable to perform. That's uh, what that stands for. It's the acronym for it. Um, so, you know, Taylor has to miss at least the first four games of the uh, year already. So, I, you know, when you have a young quarterback, the thing that you want is you want a good, strong running game to kind of help support that so that you don't put a lot of the onus on um, the young quarterback. But they're going to have to do it by committee. Zach Moss, uh, a player that's been uh, back up for most of his time, is probably going to lead it. Um, I think they drafted a rookie in this past year's draft. Cannot think of his name right now. Um, but they're going to have to do it by committee until Jonathan Taylor gets back. And even if Jonathan Taylor comes back, are they still going to trade him? Uh, will somebody make that offer four games of the season and say, you know what, you know, what if a team starts off 4-0 and and they want to boost their chances and, and they get Jonathan Taylor? So still have to wait and see what happens with Jonathan Taylor. But um, I'm excited to see what Richardson does. New head coach, new offensive scheme, which is good. He'll have a chance to learn and groom with the new offensive coach that came from Philadelphia. Um and what a lot of people don't understand is uh, Shane Steichen, I think is his name. Uh, Shane Steichen is the head coach of uh, the Colts. And what people don't understand about Shane Steichen is that he did a lot with Jalen Hurts. Now, let me let me um, paraphrase this. Jalen Hurts put all the work in, obviously, right? Jalen Hurts is a hard worker. 
Jalen Hurts has put the work in to become the player that he's become. But Shane Steichen has been a, a really good coach and a really good help for him as well to help develop him along the way. When I say develop him, is, is, is learn where to go with the ball in certain situations. Um, offensive schemes, knowing uh, when a defense does this, where to go with the ball here. That's what a good OC can do. Now Anthony Richardson is going to have that. So can you imagine the knowledge that he's going to pass on to Anthony Richardson to help him learn the game? Richardson has the physical tools, but he's going to be able to grow with this coach and learn. Uh, learn the game, learn how to play. He's going to make mistakes as a rookie. Um, that's inevitable. But he's going to learn how to play the game at a high level uh, over these next few years, and I think that's going to be great for him. Um, not a ton of skill weapons. Michael Pittman Jr., again, Taylor, who is not going to be available for the first four game of the year. Um, I, I don't expect a lot from this team. I do. I am excited to watch Richardson, though. Um, I'm excited to watch him and see where it goes. But in saying that, my prediction for this team this year is a 4-13-ish and 13-ish type record. I don't expect them to win more than four games. Um, defense, other than Shaq Leonard, they traded away Gilmore. Uh, they still got DeForest Buckner. They still got uh, Shaq Leonard. So um, I think he changed his name. I think it's Darius Leonard. Now, I can't remember what he changed his name to. But Shaq Leonard, uh, DeForest Buckner, that's really the only two I know on that defense. So I think the defense is still good. May not be great, but it's still good. I'm expecting a four and 13-ish type year from them. Now, guys, one thing I want to preference too is I didn't say this on my last uh, episode, part one, is that I know some of these records I have, they're, they're close. I didn't take the time to sit down and get each record right and, and say this person went to playoffs. That I didn't do all that. So some of these records you might hear are, you know, this is kind of what I'm seeing. And I also... I think the AFC is going to be a lot closer than what people think. So I think some of these records are going to be closer. I think they're going to beat up on each other, really. So um, all of these records, some might be the same. Some might be close to being the same. This is just what I see. It's not that I've sat down and wrote each one down. This is just what I'm predicting. So just go with it. See where I'm going with it. But I'm thinking a 4-13-ish type season, uh, maybe 3-14. and 14. Maybe they sneak up and get a game, be 5-12. and 12. I'm thinking somewhere in that range, 3-5 to five wins, uh, 12 to 14 losses, what I'm thinking for them. Let's move on to the Houston Texans. Man, I'm excited about the Houston Texans. I'm excited about this young team. Uh, I really like D'Amico Ryans, man. D'Amico Ryans had the 49ers playing, or that defense playing extremely well. I'm curious to see how, I think I said it on my last uh, episode, I'm curious to see how they bounce back from losing D'Amico Ryan's 49ers, but I'm also curious to see how this defense, this young defense looks for the Houston Texans. Excited to see what he does. The C.J. Stroud era begins. Uh, Nico Collins, John Mechie III, uh, Robert Woods, Tank Dell. They're going to have to do this receiving core by committee. Dalton Schultz, they're going to have to do it by committee. Um, if you don't remember, John Mechie III had leukemia. He had, had a torn ACL. Then he finally had leukemia, so he fell, well, let me back up. He fell to the third round because of a torn ACL. And then coming into the season, they found out he had leukemia, so he had to miss the season. So this is Mechie's really first year. He's really a rookie. I mean, if you if, if you look at it, he's really a rookie. So I'm excited to see what John Mechie's going to do. Nico Collins, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Mechie was projected a first-round receiver before the injury. So I'm just excited to see how they grow with each other. They return Drake Pierce, Devin Singletary in the backfield. I think this young team is going to be – Pretty good. Um, they was competitive. They were in every game last year. They rarely got blown out. Um, Will Anderson Jr. Uh, is going to lead this exciting defense. I am excited to see Will Anderson. I saw a play in preseason where he just ran a tight end over. Might have been tight end or or he rushed a uh, power rush to run it back over. And just when he got to, I can't remember, I think it was the Dolphins. I mean, just an absolute uh, incredible, strong Young man, and I cannot wait to see um, how this defense looks. I may surprise some of you here. I may surprise some of you here with this record. I can see a six and eleven tight year for them. I know that seems like a lot for a team that is rebuilding that's young, but I just think the influence of playing for somebody like the Miko Ryan's is going to help so much. And I can see this team going six and eleven. Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. Man, it feels like the Tennessee Titans have been right there knocking on the door um, every year, right? Feels like they've been right there. Feels like they've been, you know, one year they made the AFC Championship. 
It seemed like they've been in the playoffs since Mike Vrabel's been there, but they just never really been able to take that next jump. And I still don't think they're going to take that jump this year. Just from looking at it, I think this is the last year of the Ryan Tannehill era. Uh, I like Tannehill. Tannehill has been an average quarterback. Um, he hasn't been great, but to me, he also hasn't been terrible. So he's just been average. He's been a really good average quarterback with an extraordinary number one running back in the league in Derrick Henry. I mean, you got anybody's got Derrick Henry in the backfield. When you run a play action, they got to respect Henry. So I just think that Tannehill has benefited from a great defense that doesn't get enough credit and a great running back. And I think he's benefited from that, which in return has made him be average. So I think that this is the last year that you're going to see Tannehill. Um, and I think this is the last year that we're going to see the Tennessee Titans actually be quote unquote contenders. Not that I think that they've been contenders before. Um, I don't really think they've been serious contenders, but they've been a team that, I mean, they made it to the AFC championship. So obviously they've been good. Um, but I wouldn't label them, I guess, as a contender, but who knows? I don't know. So I think contender might be the, la- the the wrong word. This is their last year being competitive. Their last year actually having a chance to me. Because I think after this year, you need to really try to uh, move on from Tannehill, maybe try to um, see what Levis can bring, what Lee Willis can bring to the table, or draft a quarterback. I'm not sure, but I think this is going to be the last year. Um Curious to see how Derrick Henry is going to respond this year. He didn't have a bad year last year. Derrick Henry still had a good year last year. Um, he said he was going to come out this year and prove why running backs are valuable. So I'm expecting a big year for him. Uh, but the thing about Derrick Henry is, is, is he going to hit that running back cliff? You know, it's you don't want to say it, but it's hard not to not to say not to see it. Right? Is he going to hit that cliff? Um, what can DeAndre Hopkins bring to the table? I still think DeAndre Hopkins is a, going to be a top ten receiver. Um, a lot of people say that he's lost speed, or to me, he's never really had speed. Speed. He's just been, you know, a, a really good receiver when runs routes, especially well. Uh, hands are second to nobody. Really smart. Um, always making the right play at the right time can make people miss. I think he's deceptively quicker than what people think he is. So, what can DeAndre Hopkins bring to the table? I think he's going to be uh, very good. So, I think this is Tennessee's last year of of being really good um, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, I'm expecting Derrick Henry to still have a good year, but will this be his last year? And one more thing I want to bring up about them before I move on is I don't I don't think Mike Vrabel gets enough credit uh, as, as a head coach. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done uh, with this team. This team has been incredible. This team has been, or excuse me, sorry, let me back up. <laughs> I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done with his defense. This defense has been very good the last couple of years. Uh, he's been a very good coach. And also, shout out to Mike Vrabel, man. If, if y'all didn't see what he done in the preseason, he gave his assistant coaches chances to coach the game. He sat back, maybe coordinated or maybe helped when they needed it, but he let his assistants actually coach the game. I think one of his head assistants is African-American. I think a lot of them are. He let them coach and let them get that experience. They need that. You know, you got the Rooney Rule in the NFL. We have to, you know, um, interview an African-American or, or not. I'm sorry. We have to interview a minority for a head coaching job. And um, whether that's, you know, Ron Rivera, Hispanic, uh, whether that's African-American or whatever the case may be. Um, but he, you know, we see a lot of people just interviewing minorities just to do it because it's a rule. And I actually giving them a chance. Vrabel has is giving his assistants chances, which I really like, and that's giving them experience to be able to run a team. Be it his preseason, doesn't matter. He's giving them that experience to be the head coach. So shout out to him for that, man. Shout out to him for allowing his guys to lead a team. Um, so that being said, when I look at the Tennessee Titans, I can see them going anywhere from, you know, nine, eight, ten, and seven type record. Uh, maybe squeeze into the playoffs. I think the AFC is going to be a tight race, but I don't know if they'll make it. Actually, off top of my head, I don't think they would make it, but I would have them at 9-8, 10-7-ish. Last but not least, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boy, am I excited for this team. Trevor Lawrence looks to continue to ascend to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Calvin Ridley returns after two years off. Um, 
and they virtually return everybody back. All your skill players are back. Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, Kristen Kirk, Travis Etienne. They drafted uh, Tank Bixby out of Auburn. This team is going to be great offensively and defensively, going to continue to get better, continue to grow, continue to be better. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, guys, I'm really excited. The only question I have about this team is, one, they're young, and two, can Calvin really regain that form? I know we've seen the videos of how explosive he looked, how sharp he looked, and I and I and I and I truly believe that he still can be a very good player. But you missed two years, and he's 28, so I'm, I'm curious to see how he responds, how he looks. But if he can get back to that wide receiver one form, oof, this team's gonna be a problem. I fully expect this team to win that division. I fully expect them to go in the playoffs, playing well, and I expect this team to be 12 and five. I think they're going to be 12 and five and one of the top seeds in the AFC. Um, and I think this team is going to win the AFC South. And I think they're going to be primed and ready to make a run for the AFC Championship. Because if you heard my prediction at the beginning of the, uh, when I had my conversation with Casey and Chill, be a hot take for this season for me was the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to make the AFC Championship, and I still believe that. I believe they're going to make it. I believe this team is good. This team is ready uh, to make that next step to the AFC Championship. Maybe not Super Bowl yet, but I think they're going to make it. Let's move on to the AFC West, and then we'll cover the next two after the break. Let's go ahead and start with the Kansas City Chiefs. What more can we say? What more can we say about the defending Super Bowl champs? I mean, it all starts, we know, with Pat Mahomes. I mean, Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, record after record after record. We know what Pat Mahomes is by this point. No need for me to keep going. Andy Reid, just a brilliant mind. Uh, Eric Bieniemy did move on to the Redskins, and I, oh, I'm sorry, the uh, Commanders. <laughs> I'm so used to calling him the Redskins. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has moved on to the Commanders. I wish him well. I hope he does an incredible job over there offensively. Uh, and then in steps. Um, Matt Nagy, I couldn't think of his name. Sorry, his name slipped my mind. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy steps in as the offensive coordinator. So we'll see what they can do. But come on, man. You got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know what's going to happen. Travis Kelsey, MVS, um, Scott Moore, Kadarius Toney, um, Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, they're going to do this by committee. They lost Juju. They lost Miko Harmon. But they're going to do the receiving core by committee. Would have been awesome to see DeAndre Hopkins land there to get them a true wide receiver one. But we're going to see a name to watch for that I think you guys need to be watching for that could really do well, Justin Ross. I really think that if Justin Ross is healthy and if Justin Ross can continue to play well, practicing, get some reps in the season, I think Justin Ross can step up and be a big-time playmaker for this team. I got it strong. I got it fast. I got it can make contested catches. The thing with Justin Ross is he just ain't been healthy. But I'm telling you, Justin Ross coming out of Clemson after his freshman year, people was thinking he's going to be a first-round receiver. If they can get that Justin Ross back, watch out. This team is going to be even more of a problem if you give them a wide receiver one. So I didn't have a chance really to look at the schedule. Um, other than having the Lions first, I know they're probably going to have a tough schedule. They won the Super Bowl. Normally, you get tougher schedules um, that year. I got them going 12 or 12 and 5, 13 and 4, something like that. Um, I don't think they're going to run the table. I don't think they're going to win, you know, 15, 16 games. I don't see that. Uh, but I do see a 13 and 4, 12 and 5 type year winning that division and then going back to the AFC Championship and then eventually going back to the Super Bowl to. Um, to represent AFC in the Super Bowl. So the thing I'm excited about by this team is their defense. Their defense is young. They had nine rookies play on the defense last year. So that's experience. That's experience in their secondary. That's experience up front. One of the other things I'm worried about is Chris Jones. They've got to get the Chris Jones thing situated. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I know they have Patrick Mahomes. I know they have Travis Kelsey. I know they have Andy Reid. They will not win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones. So I don't know what they got to do to pay the man. I don't know what they got to do to um, to get him back in the building. <laughs> you need Chris Jones to win the Super Bowl. And I stand by that. They got to have him back. He is one of the most impactful players in the league. NFL Top 100 came out. He was in the top 10. He's that good of a player. Stop the run, rush the passer. A defensive player of the year type guy every single year. They have to get him back in the building. 
they do not get Chris Jones back in the building. They will not win the Super Bowl. And I stand on that. Let's move on. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jimmy G, it's time. Jimmy G time, right? Jimmy G uh, takes over the helm now for Derek Carr, who's moved on to be with the Saints. Um, I, I ain't going to say I've been a fan of Jimmy G, but I also don't hate Jimmy G. Like, I, I think Jimmy G's just a good, solid quarterback. I mean, the dude wins, right? It, all he's done is one. You know, we can say what we say about him. He does stay hurt a lot, but he's won. So, he's a winner, man. So, I don't really know what else to say about him other than, you know, you're going to get a guy that, that wins and a guy that can make all the throws and a guy that at times makes costly mistakes. Uh, it's been one of the knocks on him. He makes costly mistakes. But I think Jimmy is a good, solid quarterback. Uh, and it helps that he's paired with the best receiver in the league. Yeah, I said it. He's the best receiver in the league in Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Uh, they drafted Michael uh, Mayers to be – almost said Michael Myers. <laughs> Michael Mayers to be the tight end out of Notre Dame. I think this team uh, is going to be uh, – offensively, Josh Jacobs is back. Once he gets his form, he's going to be good. Don't really trust Josh McDaniels. Never has trusted him. I just think he got a lot of hype for being an offensive coordinator for the Patriots. But you got Tom Brady on your squad. I mean, anybody can roll with that. So, I just don't believe in Josh McDaniels, really. The defense, I don't believe in the defense. So, I don't expect this team to be great. I expect them to go 7-10, and 10, somewhere in that range. 7-10, and 6-11, and 11, and not make the playoffs again. Last but not least – oh, no, I'm sorry, not last but not least – um, the Los Angeles Chargers, um, Justin Herbert looks to ascend to be a top three quarterback in the league. Not that I think he is right now, but he's looking to get there. Austin Eckler is looking to have another great season. They added a big time uh, receiver in Quentin Johnston from TCU, added Kellen Moore as the OC. And I think Kellen Moore coming in as the offensive coordinator is going to be big for them. Kellen Moore had Dak looking great. Kellen Moore had that Dallas Cowboys scoring points put points up on the board. This team could already put points up on the board. Now you have Kellen Moore. I think this offense is going to be really, really good. And I actually think this year they're going to challenge the Chiefs for the division. I really do. I still think the Chiefs will win the division, but I think the Chargers are going to challenge them for the division title. Um, Their defense is still really good. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson comes back. He had a torn, uh, I want to say Patella tendon or something like that. He'll be back. The linebackers are good. Fronts seven's good. I mean, they're, they're going to be a really good team. I do think their coach, Brandon Staley's on the hot seat. I do think that he has to uh, win because if he don't win, I think he's gone. He had all them fourth quarter mistakes last year where he kept going for, or excuse me, fourth down mistakes where he kept going for it and didn't get it. I do think he's on the hot seat, but if they can win, I think he'll push that off. If they don't win, I think he's gone because this team has all the talent in the world. And there is no way this team should not be winning. So I think they will compete with the Chiefs. And I think they'll go somewhere between 12 and 5, 13 and 4, give or take a game or two. Same with, like I said, with the Chiefs. 13 and 4, it, it, to me, is depends on schedule, really. So I think they can challenge the Chiefs for this division. I think they're going to be really good. But it's time for them to win. Like we praise Herbert enough, it's time for Justin Herbert to win. He has to win. Um, if we're going to keep giving him the title of, man, this kid's great, hit the next damn arena, and that's probably what he's going to be. Probably not going to ever win. I don't know. But we don't keep giving him his praise. He got to produce. He got to win. And so does his team. Now, last, but not least, the Denver Broncos. I just think this team's a mess. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think this team's a mess. Uh, Sean Payton, what he said about, you know, Hackett and all that stuff. Uh, but we'll see what happens. The biggest problem is Russell Wilson to me. What, what are you going to get from Russell Wilson? Are you going to get the guy that played well in Seattle? Are you going to get the guy that stunk up the joint, you know, this past year? What can Javante Williams do coming back from injury? I think he's going to be great. And the other biggest thing is the receiving core. Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, and the tight end, I cannot say his name, Greg Dolch, maybe. Who else do they have? Um, I, I don't know receiving-wise. Who do they have? Sutton don't get much separation. Judy had a really good year last year, but we'll see. If, you know, he got hurt, so we'll see if he'll play and can bounce back. And then the young tight end is is, is pretty well, but I read reports that he might even start. He might not even start because of the system that Sean Payton runs. So I just look at this team as being kind of a mess. 
Um, the defense is still going to be good. They lost – or they still got Justin Simmons. So, this defense is going to be good. I just don't know if this year Sean Payton is going to have that magic and have them playing super well. So, Sosby, my guy, the one Denver fan that I know, <laughs> if you're listening, don't be mad at me. But I got the Denver Broncos going 6-11 and 11 or 7-10. and 10. It's somewhere around there. I just don't think they're going to be that good. And I just don't think Russell Wilson is that same guy. And, you know, contrary to proper belief, popular belief, I never thought he was that guy. I've been on record saying that. If y'all want to check me, check the people that I that I roll with. I've always said it. I never thought he was like that. I just thought he benefited from Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom. I never thought Russell Wilson was that great. But I'm not going to knock on him. The dude got, you know, Super Bowl. He got Super Bowls. Uh, pretty good player. Borderline Hall of Famer. Not going to knock him. I just never thought it was like that. So, we'll see what happens. I just think his mind might be elsewhere. But that's my prediction for the AFC West and the AFC South. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, we're going to take we're gonna take a few minutes to talk about the two hardest divisions. And I ain't going to lie, I had a tough time with these two, the AFC East and AFC North. I had a tough time. Um, really did a lot of thinking, really did a lot of researching. I had a tough time with these two divisions, and I will – Tell you guys who I think is going to win these divisions. And then also, I'll go ahead and pick the Chiefs and Lions. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. I'll be right back. All right, all right. Welcome back, guys. All Things Sports Podcast. You guy, JR. Before I jump into the AFC East, just want to take this second. And again, to say thank you to everybody that continues to support me, uh, that continues to show your love to this podcast, um, means a lot to me. If you haven't had a chance to follow uh, the All Things Sports Podcast on Facebook, simply go to the search bar, type in All Things Sports Podcast. You'll see it with the microphone, black background, yellow writing, All Things Sports. That's me. You'll see my name, Jimmy Robinson, pop up. So check that out. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go like the page and I really would like more interaction on it, guys, if, if you got a chance to just type questions, respond back to some of the things I put, let me know, let me know what you guys think. If you don't agree with some of my, uh, points and, and then the hot takes, quote unquote, and things that I say, let me know. I would love to see him and go back, uh, back and forth with you. Uh, just a healthy, fun debate about sports. I would love to see that. Also, um, be on the lookout. I'm still in the midst of creating an uh, Instagram page, uh, possibly a Twitter or X here in the future, where maybe I can go live on Instagram some as I'm recording, um, so you guys can just interact with me live there as well. So I got all that stuff in the making uh, and in the works, um, so just bear with me as we as I do that. And also, after you get done listening to the All Things Sports Podcast, why don't you just go on over to the search bar, type in the chill the chill bravado that's chill bravado podcast with chill b uh, my brother does an incredible job breaking down he has a series called lakers 82 16 where he talks about nothing but the lakers um and he still keeps that up year round then he has a series about the falcons which called falcon around and find out where he talks about nothing but the falcons um and then he'll talk about the nfl but it's concerning he all loops it back with the falcons so it's all Lakers, and then it's all Falcon based. So, um, Falcons and Panthers play. As you guys know, I'm a huge Panthers fan. He's a Falcons fan, so we've been going back and forth already, just sending text messages, you know, poking at each other, talk, ha- having a little fun, talking a little junk. So, um, hoping to get him back on the show when life slows down for him. Just introduce a new baby girl to the world. Uh, so, you know, you got to get settled into that first. But as life settled down for him, hoping to get him back here on the show. And I'm hoping to also go on his so we can have some fun uh, debates on sports. But that's the Chill Bravado Podcast. Go check them out after you check out the All Things Sports Podcast. Now, let's jump back into these division talks. Let's go to the AFC East first. I really think this is going to be one of the better uh, divisions in football. I think the North may be better from top to bottom, but this is going to be one of the better ones. Let's start with the worst team in this division, the New England Patriots. Um I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure how I feel about this team. Like, I feel like this team has um, 
I don't want to say reach his potential because he ain't done nothing since Brady left. But I feel like this team just is what it is. I don't really know how else to put it. It just is what it is at this point. Um, Mac Jones. Let me touch on Mac Jones real quick. I'll go back and forth with a lot of people about Mac Jones. Mac Jones, to me, is a very solid quarterback. Um, Mac Jones would have benefited from going to the Niners if the Niners would have messed up and got Trey Lynch. You see how that worked out. If you would have had Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones would have been perfect for that system. Mac Jones would have been great. Because the thing about Mac Jones is Mac Jones is one of the quarterbacks that has to have elite weapons around him. Now, you can get away with, you know, some quarterbacks you can, you can you know, they can give them to him, not have elite weapons. Ally Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Rodgers, um, Drew Brees. I mean, just, you know, these guys have elite weapons at times. Kelsey's an elite weapon. Gronkowski is an elite weapon. Um, Jordan Nelson was elite when Rodgers had him for a little bit. Um, Marquise Colston, I don't know if he was elite, but it was good. But, you know, you can, you can name some of these quarterbacks that didn't have the top-notch players. But Mac Jones had elite weapons all over the field when he was at Bama. And maybe that's why it made him look so good. Who knows? But I still believe in Mac Jones. I think if you can surround him with elite talent, a la the Niners, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, uh, IU, I think if you surround him with a great talent like that, he can produce. This team don't have it. This team has Juju Smith-Schuster at receiver, Devontae Parker at receiver. Um, I want to say Kenneth Bourne at receiver. Just signed um, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I do like Ramon J. Stevenson. Ramon J. Stevenson, Ramon J. Stevenson is a great, great young running back. I think he's going to be great. And I actually think Zeke's going to be good in this system. They still have Hunter Henry, and they still have Mike Gusecki, who they just signed as well. So, I don't think these guys are elite. I like Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. I think they're good tight ends. I just don't know if that's enough to help Mac Jones. And Mac Jones last year, everybody kept talking about Mac Jones. I told you what this. He didn't have an offensive coordinator. Matt Patricia, a guy that's a defensive coordinator, called the offense. How crazy is that to me? Like, Bill Belichick thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and he always wants to do stuff different. The quote-unquote Patriot way. That's so stupid. The guy, A guy that's called defense for the last 18 years of his career and all of a sudden he's going to be an offensive coordinator? That's so stupid to me. Like, And you expect Matt Jones to get through that and be great? Like, nah, man. Y'all can miss me with that. Like, Do I think Matt Jones is a top 10 quarterback? I do not. Do I think Matt Jones will be a top 10 quarterback this year? I do not. But I think Mac Jones, with the right pieces around him, could be a serviceable, good, solid quarterback. But he's got to have some stability. He ain't had the same OC the first three years he's been there. They got to have some stability, man. That's what hurt Mariota. Mariota had a new OC every year, it felt like. Like, that's what hurt Vince Young. Well, Jeff Fisher didn't like Vince Young. But some of these quarterbacks, man, they didn't have the consistency in the offense. So they're learning new offenses every year. Like, you got to give this young quarterback some consistency. So with all that being said, I don't expect this team to be great at all. Um, the defense will always be good. Belichick, you know, for what it's worth, that's the one thing that Belichick can do. He can coach defense. I will give him that. The dude can coach defense. So this defense will be good. It will always be good. There will always be a top 10 unit. Uh, as long as he's around coaching defense, there will always be that. But they should have went after skilled players to help Matt Jones. So, I don't expect this team to be any good. I expect this team to be 7 and 10, you know, 8 and 9, 9 and 8 range. Somewhere along that run, that, that that area. I just don't expect – you know what? 7 and 10. I don't expect this team to be good at all. I really don't. So, I could be wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times, probably, and going to be wrong in the future. But I don't expect this team to be any good. And I think they're going to get most of them 7 wins just off of defense and – I don't know, luck, I guess. I don't know. That, that, that showed you how much I don't really care for this team. Moving on. Let's go to Miami Dolphins, man. I'm excited. Let's hope Tua can stay healthy. If Tua can stay healthy, this is the, the this team is one of the best teams in the NFL. People just keep forgetting. They took the Buffalo Bills to the last one of the last plays in the Super Bowl last year with a third-string quarterback. Tua was hurt. Bridgewater was hurt. Skylar Thompson stepped in at quarterback. Third string, and they lost 34-31. Like, he almost had them winning against Buffalo with a third string quarterback. I love the coach in uh, McDaniels. I really like him. Um, 
I think that this team is really going to be good. Traded for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he's out till, I think they said early December with torn meniscus. So when he gets back, this team will definitely be good. Um, Tua, if he can stay healthy, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, um, Jeff Wilson, uh, Kim Raheem Monster. Like this team has weapons. Cedric Wilson, this team has weapons everywhere across the field. So I expect this team to be really good. I expect this defense to be really good. I expect them to put up a lot of points. Um, and I'm going to surprise you guys here. I'm going to surprise everybody here. I think they win the division. I'm going to go out on them. I think they win the division. I think they have the best record, one of the best records in the AFC. I'm going 13-4. and four. I'm going 13-4 and four for the Miami Dolphins, and I think they're going to have one of the better records in the league, and I think they're going to win this division. I know that's a bold statement, but I'm going with it. Let's go on to the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, he looks locked in, man. If you've watched uh, Hard Knocks, I haven't really watched it. Just heard a lot about it. Uh, watched the preseason. He looks sharp. I think he's locked in. I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to come out and prove something. Incredible backfield. Brees Holland, Dalvin Cook. I think you, you know that backfield is going to pose a lot of problems. Garrett Wilson looks like he's going to be a top five receiver in the next few years. Um, you got Lazard, who has continuity with Aaron Rodgers. You got Randall Cobb, who has continuity with Aaron Rodgers. You have Tyler Conklin, who's a really good tight end. So I think this offense is going to be really good. We know what the defense does. Sauce Gardner, Quentin Williams up front. Like We know what this defense is about. They're going to be really solid, really great as well. C.J. Mosley, they're going to be great. I have two questions about this team, three questions about this team. Um, one is health. Can this team stay healthy? They need to be able to stay healthy. Two, opposite of South Gardner. Uh, do they have another corner opposite of South Gardner uh, that can play well, that can help a man that side in their secondary outside of South Gardner? I worry about just a little bit. And my third question is, can the offensive line play well enough and give Aaron Rodgers enough time? Um, Aaron Rodgers will be 40, I believe, in December. Can this offensive line play well enough, hold up well enough for them to be able to win? Those are my biggest problems about this team. And I think ultimately, I think that's what's going to come and get them is that offensive line. I don't know how great they can be. I, I really think they're going to need some help. And I've told you guys before, I think this team is going to win next year. I think next year is going to be the year for this team to really uh, come together and really make a run for the Super Bowl. Not saying that they won't be good this year. I just think that they're going to come together uh, and, and have some time with the offensive line, add to the offensive line. And I think next year will be the year for this team. But as of this year, I think they're going to go 10 and 7, 11 and 6, somewhere around there, make the playoffs as a wild card. And we'll see what happens then. I don't expect them to win the Super Bowl. I don't have that expectation, but I do expect them to uh, make the playoffs. And I do expect them to be uh, a good team. I expect Aaron Rodgers to come out and rebound. He had a, you know, not so Aaron Rodgers type year last year. I do expect Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook to play well. I just don't. Uh, know how good this offensive line is going to be. And in return, I think it's going to hurt them. But as of right now, I can see this team being 10-7, and 11-6ers, wild card, and then we'll see what happens from there. Last but not least, the Buffalo Bills. I think that this is the last chance for the Buffalo Bills. And I hate to sound like I'm following with the media, but Talk to Chill B, talk to some of the people, that, again, that I, I talked to in my circle. I feel like this team, I've said it for the last, you know, year, I feel like this team has is, reached its ceiling. I really have. I think this is it. If they don't win this year, I don't think they're going to win going forward. I think they're going to have to retool some things. I also believe that Sean McDermott's on the hot seat. I know that's funny to say. Um, a team that's had success, he has brought this team a long way. But this team has, has has taken a step back the last couple of years from the AFC Championship game to the second round to the first round. Um, they, they have taken – which they got the first round last year. But from the AFC Championship game to the second round, they've taken steps back. Stephon Diggs, he says everything's okay. I don't believe him. I have no uh, way to report that, but I don't believe him. I think Stephon Diggs is not happy. Um, Gabriel Davis, who I thought would take a big step you know, last year took a step back. 
they drafted Dallas Kincaid to help with the run game, along with Dawson Knox. They don't have Cole Beasley anymore. They don't have Isaiah McKinney anymore. McKenzie, excuse me, anymore. So I don't know who they wide receiver three is. So I just don't expect – and they never had a run game outside of Josh Allen. So unless James Cook, Damian Harris is going to step up and be that guy to help Josh Allen out, I'm not sure where this team goes. And I think this team has hit its ceiling. I really do. Uh, The defense has always been a top three defense. I think they're going to take a step back. Um, I don't think they're going to be that same dominant defense. Von Miller is still on the pup list, so he's going to miss at least the first four games. So he won't be back. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, thankfully, um, great to see him out on the field. He's back. They still re-signed Jordan Poirier. He'll be a good player. Uh, I cannot remember the linebacker. Uh, oh, I can't remember the linebacker. That's really good. Uh, the front seven is always good at getting pressure. I just don't think this team is going to be what we you know, thought they were going to be a couple years ago. Everybody kept picking them. Is Josh Allen still a top five quarterback in the game? I'll give him respect. I do think he's a top five. I still think it may be like number five. I'd have to sit down and go through it. But off the top of my head, I think he's a top five quarterback in the game. Um, he hasn't been the same since uh, Dave Ball left. So I'm saying all this, guys, to say I just don't think this team uh, is what we as a custom of seeing. And I don't think – I think this is their last shot. Like if they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's got to be this year. And I just don't see it. So with all that being said, I think they finished third in this division. I think they go 10 and seven. I know it's bold. I know that's a bold prediction. They've won this division for the last couple of years, but I just see them falling back. I really do. I think the Jets take a step above them. I think the Dolphins take a step above them. I think Josh Allen bounces back. I just don't think he'll be, uh, it, it won't be enough to propel this team. So I think the Bills go to 10 and seven. Let's move on to the AFC North, and then I'll give you my prediction for Chiefs and Lions, and then we'll get on out of here. So, this was the hardest division for me to pick because um, every team in this division to me is really good. Um, And I really think that every team in this division – and see, this is why I told you guys this and preference my uh, record thing. before. I think every team in this division can have a winning record. Now, when I say that, I don't mean by three or four games. I mean, one, maybe nine or eight, that's winning. I, I just think every team in this division is solid. Let's start with the Cleveland Browns. Biggest question mark with the Cleveland Browns. Can you guys guess? We all know. Can Deshaun Watson return to the guy that he was pre uh, all the legal issues? Can he return to that guy? Now that all that stuff has, is, is, I don't want to say, it's, I guess most of it's behind him. And now it's just football. Can he return back to being that guy that we saw that was a top three quarterback in the NFL when he was with the Houston? Led the NFL in uh, yards, completion. That one year, he completed 70% of his passes. It's unreal. Threw for 4,900 yards. I think it was 48, 40-something touchdowns. We were going, you know, if the Chiefs had him, he would be just as good as Pat. That I remember, I remember those conversations. So, can he return to being that guy? If Deshaun Watson can return to being that guy, this team's going to be a problem. Here's the thing. I don't know if he can return to being that guy. Um, you still got Nick Chubb, who is going to take, uh, you know, I want to say 100%, but a bulk of the carries this year at the running back position. He's arguably the best running back in the NFL between him and Henry, in my opinion. Um, I think one of them is definitely I, – I think it's Henry, but you can make a case for Chubb. Um, so arguably the best running back. You got Amari Cooper. You got Elijah Moore. You got Donovan Peoples-Jones. You got uh, Njoku uh, at the tight end. So I just really believe uh, this offense, if, if if Deshaun can get back to being himself, this team can pose a threat to a lot of, of teams. Um, defense led by Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett's going to be a sneaky defensive player of the year guy. Uh, always hovering around that 15 sacks. I think this might be the year where he just goes for it, gets 20. He's got, he's got Zendarius Smith on the other side now. Uh, so this defense has been good. It's uh, been a really good defense. So I'm just curious to see how this team looks. Can Deshaun Watson bounce back? If he can bounce back, it'll be a good team. If not, we'll see what happens. I got this team going 9-8. Um, I think it's going to be right there. 
on the cuffs of the playoffs. Don't know if they'll make it or not. It just depends on how the uh, playoff picture falls. But I got them going 9-8. Let's move to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I really like this young team. Really physical defense led by uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, um, Cam Hayward's on this team. Uh, just a really solid defense. And you know Coach Tom is going to get everything he can out of that defense. Really solid team. Um, the thing I love about this team is, you know, Coach Tom has been coaching for 15 to, you know, 16, 17 years. I can't remember the exact number. Never had a losing season. <laughs> Always been 500 or better. So I, I expect that to continue. I expect this team to still have a winning record. I expect Kenny Pickett to continue to improve. I expect um, George Pickens, he's looking like he's rounding into a wide receiver one. Is he right now? I don't believe so, but it looks like he's rounding into one. Deontay Johnson is an extremely good wide receiver too. But the key to this team to me, the key to this team is Najee Harris. Can Najee Harris return to the uh, good little young back, little good young back that we've seen? Can Najee bounce back and be a good running back for this team? I think that's what we've got to wait and see. If he can be that, then the Steelers team will be a lot better. Um, if he can get back to that form, it's going to help out Pickett a lot. It's going to help this team a lot. My prediction for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I got them going 9-8 as well. I told you guys, I think this – this whole division. I think this whole division is going to be have a winning record. I can see them going down at eight. Baltimore Ravens. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson got the two things that he wanted. More money and more weapons. So he got his bag. Well-deserved for getting his bag. Did it without an agent. Set the bar, in my opinion. Great job on that. Um, proved me wrong. I thought he had to get an agent. I went on record and said it. I said, man, Lamar didn't get an agent. Nah. He didn't do it. Did it without an agent. Uh, kudos to him for that. And he got more weapons. Uh, OBJ, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. They re-signed Melvin Gordon to the practice squad. Like, he has got weapons galore. Hired new uh, OC, Todd Monken. So, we'll see uh, how it goes. Monken rolls a, a pro-style type offense. They're going to put the ball in Lamar's hand. And they're going to let him make the decision. Uh, but I really think Lamar Jackson – is really going to be a force. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a problem. I think adding Jadavion Clowney is going to help. My only question about this team is new offense, how long will it take them to kind of adjust, kind of get on the same page, and then that secondary. I'm still kind of worried about the secondary. Uh, I know they got Marlon Humphrey. I know they got some really – they always have a really good, solid defense. I just question that def- like, like the secondary. Can't will it be good enough? Will this defense be good enough to get them to the Super Bowl or to help get them to the Super Bowl? Because I can promise you one thing: Lamar Jackson is going to ball out this year. He may win another MVP. He is going to be very good this year. They've given him weapons. You know what he can do with his legs. I'm really excited to see what his team does. I think they're going to win this division. I think they're going to have one of the best records in the NFL. I got them going 13 and four. That's how good I think this team is going to be. And my, again, my only question is, can that defense be good enough, be great enough to get stops to win the Super Bowl? That's yet to be seen. But I do think they're going to be 13-4, one of the better teams. And again, I know earlier I said the Chiefs and Jags in the AFC Championship, so that means this team would have to lose even after a great season. I still think they're going to lose to one of them, but I expect Baltimore to be very good and it wouldn't surprise me if they proved me wrong and make it to the Super Bowl. Would not surprise me at all. But I got the Ravens being 13-4 and winning this division. And we'll see what happens after that. Last but not least, Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Mixon. Can you name a better collection of talent than them four together? Don't know if you can. That is a great big four. You got Joe Burrow, another MVP candidate. You got Jamar Chase, one of the better top five receivers in the game. T. Higgins, who's really a number one receiver, but you got Chase there. You got Joe Mixon, man in the backfield. Just an incredible offense. Only thing I'm concerned about with this team, you lost Jesse Bates and Von Bell. You lost a lot of your secondary. So they had to replace them through the draft, through free agency. Curious to see how that secondary responds and can they be uh, good enough to stop, you know, get stops in the end as well. Um, losing your whole secondary, that hurts, man. Losing that secondary hurts back there. You lost experience. Uh, you lost 
guys that's been to the AFC Championship twice on that team. They've been there twice. They got to the Super Bowl the one year, got back last year, lost to the Chiefs. So you're losing experience back there. So that to me, that's going to hurt a little bit. But we'll see what happens with them. I totally expect Joe Burrow to play week one. He had a calf issue, but I totally expect him to play. And I totally expect this team to be really good, but fall a tick behind the Ravens and fall at 12 and 5. I think they're going to be a 12 and 5 type team. Uh, I think the Ravens, again, are going to win that division, but I think the Bengals are going to be right there. So those are my predictions, guys, for uh, the, all the divisions. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to part one. Uh, part one, I did the NFC. This is the AFC. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Last but not least, before I get out of here, uh, Thursday night. Go ahead and start my all things sports uh, picks, pickums like I did last year. I finished with a pretty decent record last year, but let's go ahead and pick the Thursday night game, Chiefs and Lions. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to take them in a close one. I'm going to take them 38-31. Um, I do think the defense is better, but now I learned today, just a few minutes ago, Travis Kelsey uh, is hurt, uh, hyperextending his knee, so he's questionable for week one. So that may hurt them a little bit. Um, but I'm still going to go Chiefs. You know what? I'm not going to go 38-31. I don't know if Kelsey's going to play. I'm going to go Chiefs 28-24. Let me go a little lower. I'm going to go 28-24 Chiefs. Uh, I think Mahomes going to do just enough to uh, help him win. Even if Travis Kelsey don't play, I'm going 28-24. Even if he does play, uh, he still might not be 100%. I think the defense is going to make plays. I really like Nick Bolton at the linebacker position. I like Justin Reed back there in the back. I mean, I love their corners. They're young, but they're really good corners. They got to get Chris Jones back at some point. Doesn't look like they're going to be getting a back Thursday. So you're going to have to play without him. But I really like this defense. Uh, and we know what Patrick Mahomes and, and company brings to the table. 28-24, Chiefs over Lions. I think the Lions will play well. I think David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are going to be a problem in the backfield. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is very hard <laughs> to stick with. Um, you're going to have Marvin Jones back. Um, so I really like this young Lions team. I think that Lions team is going to make some noise and make the playoffs. But I think Thursday they're going to fall to the defending champs, 28-24. It's the All Things Sports Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Hope you all have a great day, uh, afternoon, evening, night, whenever it is you're listening to this. And, again, if you haven't listened to part one, go check part one out. This is part two. Another episode Friday will be dropping, and that'll be a regular episode where I cover all sports. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm out.